Hello people, welcome to Little Joys Everywhere. I hope I can encourage us to step out of our comfort zones and look for joy in the little things life has to offer. So today I received a very sweet message from one of my graduated students. She graduated, well, the beginning of this year as Korean graduations work. Graduations usually start at the beginning of the year. She was a middle school student. Now she's in high school. I got this really sweet message from her via DM on Instagram. And this was about a picture I posted over Last week, I posted a picture of me and a few of my American friends together. We got dressed up real cute, and one of our friends, who's a very good photographer, he snapped a picture of the four of us. You can see that on my Instagram. And she sent me a message regarding that picture. On my picture, I said something like, they are all good eggs. <laughs> this is... I don't know if this is a southern expression or just an American expression, but I say it a lot. I'll be, oh, he's a good egg, oh, she's a good egg, or that person's a bad egg, don't trust them, you know? But some of my friends, they've really picked up on it, and so we use it a lot. We are basically the egg carton, <laughs> if you will. But I posted this picture, and I said something like, they're all good eggs, I'm so thankful for them. And I got this DM from one of my students. And it says, teacher, teacher, what mean eggs? In, in, quote, in quotations, they are all good eggs, like referring to my post. And then she sent me the word egg with an equal sign with an emoji of an actual egg with all of these question marks. So I was able to explain to her, oh, if I say, oh, she is a good egg, it means she is a good person. It's just a cute expression. And she's like, well, I didn't know. But it was so cute. I'm so thankful that my graduated students are willing to keep up with me and, and keep in touch. It's too sweet. Especially this last group of graduated students. They were the first group of students that I had taught completely through their entire middle school careers and they just really grew on me. They became really near and dear to me. So I was really touched. Like usually during school, they would ask, oh, teacher, can I have your Instagram? And I'm like, no, I made the mistake. I mean, like in Korea, it's okay to connect with your students over social media as long as you like stay appropriate obviously and so when I first came here I made the terrible mistake of accepting every single friend request from all of the students I've ever had so I remember within the first year of teaching I had hundreds of kids I don't even know how many kids I have on my Facebook but on Instagram, I decided to be a bit smarter and I would not <laughs> follow any of my kids back. I said, you can follow me, but I will not follow you guys back unless at the end of graduation, at the end of the school year, you ask me to. 
when you were done with school. And some students remembered to ask. And I was very touched because they wanted to keep in touch. So, of course, that was a no-brainer for me. I said, yes, I will follow you back. So it's turned out really well. There are some students who will message me and say, oh, I miss you. Or how are you during this quarantine time or sometimes they'll just tell me little life things like teacher I saw your cat I have cats too and they'll send me pictures it's so sweet and even though it's a good opportunity for them to practice English with a native English speaker it's just nice to know that you're loved (laughs) you're loved by a bunch of sweet kids so it's always nice for a good ego boost so Today, going off from that story, I decided we're going to talk about teaching. Why I became a teacher in Korea is a very long and tedious story, but I shall try to make it not tedious because originally I wasn't even planning on becoming a teacher. When I first started going to school, I was hoping I could become a writer. My original major was creative writing. I went to a small private school and I really have a lot of good memories there. Although I did not get much actual writing done. I'm the kind of person that has to write when I'm inspired. And some of these prompts were just, they were not (laughs) working in my inspirational favor. So about a year and a half, almost two years into being there, I was politely told I had a meeting with the creative writing advisor slash directors and professors, and they kindly told me I should look for another major. So because I was going to that private school with the goal of using their creative writing program, because I really liked their program, I had to make a big transfer to the school I would eventually end up graduating at, Augusta University. But before I made the transfer, I made some really good friends, lifetime friends I am still in contact with today. And some of those friends were actually Korean exchange students. The first year Korean exchange students, one girl in particular, Sunny, she taught me how to read and write Korean. And then the second year, I became really close with this group of Koreans and we hung out together a lot. They shared their food, their culture, their their holidays. I ended up starting going to church with them. Just really good amider. (laughs) And one friend, I had one person who was my age, but I became really close with them and to this day, still very close with them. And I remember my love for, or not my love, my fascination for Korea grew. I've always had this appreciation for the Far East concerning art, but I've never felt a pull to go 
to a different country so much so than to go to Korea. And these girls and Guy, they really fostered my love for Korea, shared a lot of the culture. And then I had some, you know, college friends who who actually weren't Korean, but who introduced me to K-pop and K-dramas. So they gave me like the entertainment side and my Korean friends gave me like the rest of the cultural side. But I became really fascinated and it became my dream to go. And so at the end of my second year, I was determined I was going to go using this program from the private school to do like this exchange summer program in Korea. And I could not for some reason or another the I think it was the North Korean dictator died and at the time nobody knew what was going to happen so I was unable to go I had to transfer colleges I was alone I was miserable but I was eventually able to graduate now the hard thing was I remember when I transferred because I had such a short time to figure out what it was I wanted to do with the rest of my life. For money's sake, I knew I had to graduate by a certain time. And I had to figure out what degree I wanted to graduate with. So I went through the things that I loved. And I knew for sure that I wanted to go to Korea. So I thought, how could I go to Korea? What major could I acquire? What major could I study to help put me there? So I decided to major in English and get a certificate in secondary secondary education. And this would also be helpful for me just in case it didn't work out for me to move overseas, I would be a licensed teacher in the USA. So I would not be jobless, which was very important. So I began studying with the goal of moving to Korea, of becoming a teacher here in Korea. And I wasn't sure if teaching was something that I actually wanted to do, but I felt like I could do it. So I studied really hard and I'm so thankful for this, but in my studies to become an English teacher, I actually had the opportunity to take some life-changing literature courses. I had some terrible professors, absolutely. But there were some professors that really saw my love for literature and poetry and really took the time to foster that. And they encouraged me to pursue writing, even though it wasn't going to be something I could end up doing as a job in the long run. So in the end, it worked out for me that I transferred schools and also just for the sake of getting this major so I could come here as a teacher. So I transferred there. I studied, got my teaching license or teaching certificate. And I remember during that time, it became really hard to get jobs in Korea for foreigners. I remember people saying online, this is getting difficult to get a teaching position in Korea. You have to be really qualified which also worked in my favor. I was studying English and becoming a licensed teacher in the USA. So I went through some recruiters through a website called Corvia and 
that didn't work out very well. I think my expectation, not my expectations, the standards I set for me getting a job in Korea became unrealistic, I think, and I didn't know that at the time. So I put those expectations on Corvia and obviously they were not able to follow through with them. And they told me that too. They said, is this going to be really hard for you to get a city job? And I was thinking about, oh, like when I thought Korea, I thought you know, everybody thinks Seoul. Everybody thinks the big city and the things that happen in the big city. But I don't know how I found this one recruiter. I can't remember, but... I eventually started using a recruiter through a program called Korean Horizons and they would place you basically anywhere just where you were needed. So yeah, that's basically how I ended up in the small town that I'm in right now. But it worked out. Um, it did not <laughs> meet my expectations. I do not live in Seoul. <laughs> I do not. But I'm glad I didn't end up in Seoul for a number of reasons. My city is so quiet. It is so peaceful. Uh, the community is a lot easier to access. Now, there are some difficulties that come with living in a small city but i've really enjoyed it which is why i've been here for the last all you know almost four years so the joys that come with being a teacher are varied <laughs> because when i first got here i was a new teacher i've i've done you know my teaching training in the USA, but that's not the same as being a full-time teacher. And definitely an English teacher in the USA is not going to be the same job as being an ESL teacher in a different country. But the job I have here started off really rough. I thought I knew it was expected of me. And me and some co-workers had a lot of miscommunications from the beginning. And it could have been from personality difference, our position difference. But in the end, we were able to iron things out. But I know some teachers who were a lot less fortunate in that area. I'm lucky. I have some wonderful co-workers I am with that are very understanding and no, I'm a newbie to this. Like when I came, I was fresh off the boat. I could not handle anything, not even teaching. <laughs> my, but my my co-teachers were pretty, they were pretty patient with me. But I know that's not the same for everyone. But trying to become a teacher was difficult originally. Trying to become a good teacher was a difficult thing. But I was able to adapt a lot with the help from my co-teachers. I have two main co-teachers. One of them is incredibly organized and the other one is incredibly patient. She has like this very strong maternal patience about her. And through both of them, I have been able to learn so much and develop my own teaching style and analyze myself and how I handle the kids and classroom management. But I think the biggest con for me in all of this is I may not seem like it, but I am an introvert or like 
I guess I get, I'm more like an ambivert, I guess. Like, I need to be with people. But at the same time, like, I need to be with people just for the sake of my heart. <laughs> like, I need to love people. <laughs> but, like, the introvert side of me, I need alone time. I hate being on a stage all the time, which is funny because like I used to be like in musicals and high school and stuff. And the first few times was difficult. But as I continued, it became like really comfortable and I loved it. And it was wonderful and it was so much fun. I have nothing but good memories of that. But being a teacher is different. It's like you're holding a completely different performance every single day. And it's in front of a different audience every single day. And you have people judging you <laughs> on your performance every single day. And that is really exhausting for my nerves. I never thought I would be the kind of person to struggle with something like that. But by the end of the day, I'm so exhausted it just it takes up so much of my energy and I love my kids and as they get attached to me like in between classes they will come to my desk and they will talk to me because they love me it's a wonderful feeling and I love them and they want to practice their English so of course I'm going to let them practice their English I'd be helping them practice non-stop. So by the end of the school day, I am absolutely exhausted. This is obvious I'm talking about regular school days, not quarantine school days. It's a completely different story. But regular school days, I would go to work in the morning, work all day, get home, and sometimes I would not even eat dinner. I would be so tired. I would just go to sleep and then wake up the next morning, go to work again, and start the whole routine over again. So in that respect, it is so exhausting for me. And that is the biggest con. There are like, you know, little things. Every day a teacher has something happen, you know. Whether it's one of the kids acting up or like, you know, a problem with the lesson that was unforeseeable. But generally speaking, like that is the only con I have, um, which sometimes makes me think, oh, do I want to teach forever? And it's literally only because I'm so tired all the time. I would like to not be tired all the time. That would be lovely. But some of the joys, there are a lot of pros when it comes to my job. It is such a rewarding experience for me. Like, I know not every teacher in Korea takes their job seriously. When I say that, I mean foreigners specifically, because I know a lot of foreigners will come here either for the experience, for the money, or, you know, to pay off student debt. And it's just like a one stop for them. This isn't something they want to invest in long term. I take my job seriously and I want my kids to succeed. So all of the hard work, all of the exhaustion becomes worth it in the end, in the long run, because, man, I love these kids, especially at my main school. Now, I keep referring back to my main school because the way they've set this up here is I have a main school I teach at all the time, and then I have two rural schools I rotate out with other uh, foreigner teachers. But my main school, the one I'm at all the time, is just so wonderful. The kids there are so precious and it's so rewarding 
to see like the light bulbs above their heads go off when they finally get what you're teaching them or when their English progresses or the fact they want to keep talking to you or they want to get better at English just so they can talk to you is an incredible feeling and it is so sweet. The relationships here I've developed with my co-workers and my students have become so invaluable to the point that like I mean I've been here for four years so I've seen you know like four classes graduate and the fourth class is now they're like the fourth well not the fourth but like the the first class I taught they're technically adults now they're all starting like their first years at university at different universities and it is so crazy i'll be walking around town or i'll be at a restaurant or i'll be at the bar and then all of a sudden one of these old graduated students will come up to me like teacher do you remember me and it is such a great feeling it is completely priceless to know that you have that kind of impact on a kid's life. Not only do they remember you, but they want to talk to you. And because of the relationship that you had with them when they were your student, I love that feeling so much. But all this talk about teachers, I wanted to get second opinion. So I will introduce my friend Shewa to the chat. You heard her talk over our brunch the last episode. I'm going to ask her a few questions. All right, I am here with my friend Shewa. Some of you might have remembered her from last week's episode. Shewa, say hello. Hello, beautiful people. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I want to ask you some questions about teaching. Our first one is a really broad question, but how did you become a teacher, specifically in South Korea? Ooh. It feels like a broad question, but I'm like, I know how I got here. (laughs) Um, For me, it started when I studied abroad in Italy. There was an opportunity to teach while I was studying abroad there at a middle school, at an Italian middle school, just to like teach them some English and converse with them. And it was such a fun experience. And obviously, when you study abroad somewhere, it's definitely different from like moving and living there without, you know, school but I really loved it and one of my secret passions was just teaching I had tutored as side hustles from back when I was in high school I think one of the first dreams I had was like to be elementary school teacher back when I was still elementary kid but (laughs) I just liked the idea of teaching but Mm. that wasn't something I wanted to pursue as like my career but it was always with me So after studying abroad, I graduated. I'm back at home in Texas. And I knew I didn't want to live in America. And (laughs) you're all same. (laughs) It's just you either know or you don't. And especially if you've already traveled and lived abroad before, you just are like, yeah, this ain't it. Right. And there's like this thing that comes when you're like, wow, I can live abroad and like find myself even more. And long story short, I it was kind of like a weird sequence because when I think about how I actually became a teacher through Epic, I'm like, I actually don't know how it happened. Mm. All I knew was like, 
I would look up Fulbright scholars because that was the one thing I knew of. And I think basically Google did the rest. I think <laughs> Google read my mind, figured out I was struggling. <laughs> They're always listening. <laughs> they really are. And I got in through Epic. And so I was like, I knew, I knew I didn't want to be in America. I wanted to live abroad. Teaching, I didn't know if I could do it, but I was intrigued by the idea, especially how I had a certificate for teaching from when I studied abroad in Italy. And I mm. thought, how interesting would this be like and Korea itself was already a place I was already fascinated with and intrigued by my teachers that really I was really close with in my university as a BFA student she was Korean both of my teachers actually for so like I got to learn about their culture a lot Ooh. and and one of them wrote a recommendation letter every time she comes to Korea I still like meet up with her Aww. I think it's funny I feel like most of the people who decide to make the decision to live here mm-hmm. they, they knew somebody like some Korean they had some kind of Korean influence in their yeah, lives like even before came. they came yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I think like that's why I was like, okay, I done I did a little bit of teaching. I've done tutoring and the opportunity came to come and I was really nervous to tell my parents because this wasn't the like mm, knocked out decision. Right. I was very surprised that they were really supportive and I was like, This is my sign, I'm going. <laughs> Three <laughs> years go later. And I only wanted to be here for one year. That really? was my goal. I wanted to be here for one year and then like go to Japan or Spain or something. Well, I came to Korea and I was like, Well darn it, I love it here. Mm. So, That's yeah. Great. Oh, so you've been teaching here for about three years now. This is your second location. Yes. What are the cons? What do you yes. think are the cons of teaching? And are they the same in both of the places or are they different? It's actually very different. Okay. I think it was worse where I lived because that was my first time in Korea. Mm. I didn't know what to expect, but I did have some expectations based off of how I was so obsessed. And you know the YouTube videos you watch yes. before coming here? And they're all wrong. They were all they're wrong. all wrong. There is deodorant here, guys. <laughs> and I can't buy toothpaste. <laughs> they were all wrong. They're all wrong. And Korean boys will not obsessively text you back. Yes. It's not that way. <laughs> They're all boys. They're all boys in the same Even way. In Even in same. Korea. <laughs> and where I lived before was very rural. Mm. So it was a gun. If you know about Korea, you know how there's like Sultan Gun, Gun Jushi. Like it's basically a she town. Lives in the gun. I lived in, in the, the goonies. <laughs> in the actual goonies. <laughs> when I left, we finally got a pair of spaghetti. Like that was the newest wow. thing. Yeah. And I had four schools ranging from elementary, middle school, and high school. I taught in both private and in public school I mm. was in for a lot so I was actually quite miserable so and an overwhelming factor it was overwhelming and also like it was overwhelming and I didn't understand how the Korean teaching education worked yeah. and then I had to figure that out on an elementary school middle school and a high school and they all wanted something different I was <gasps> I never had time and so like you know when you're frustrated and then you can hang out with your friends and do something mm. there wasn't even that because mm. it would be far it would be like going to school would be four hours a lot of money a lot of time don't go to school that often it was always a headache to go places because I had to go to a major city first right. and then go somewhere so there were very little things that added to the joy mm. so that would be a con but here where I live 
I think the cons are just things that are just like, I feel like are things anyone can relate to, not just because I live in Korea. Yeah. It's a workforce, like, a you know, when you work in an environment and you're upset with your boss, they're giving you too much things to do. And <laughs> things are making sense. Kids are making a mess. <laughs> like, I feel like they're universal problems. So mm. that kind of helps me out. I mean, some things are a little bit frustrating, like, you know, the Korean surprise, where it's like, oh, something is a very last minute. And yeah. when they say last minute, like, it was, it's Literally really last two minute. Two minutes before it's supposed to happen. Yes. Right? But I think having had gone through Soon Chang and how things were like really, really bad, it ended up being such a horrible experience where I had to leave that city. And thankfully it brought me here because I can't imagine if I was still in Soon Chang now. Not that Soon Chang was horrible. Right. There were some really good moments. But the cons were just really big. Yeah. The cons would have made me probably I would have ended up leaving Korea if I had stayed there because it was the teachers I mean in a small rural place in Korea I felt more of like that kind of typical discrimination mm. and that ended up being why my sister and I left that place because there was a lady that basically sabotaged my review I didn't even know about it no. I had a call from the office of education from the provincial office and that lady was really kind and she was like oh my god you didn't even know that she sabotaged you I was like what she's like wow you can't stay here another year sis it was what? a whole thing was it literally just out of discrimination yeah and because well? yep <gasps> and it and it still continues and unfortunately when the provincial office of education a supervisor she was like yeah, unfortunately yeah. in very rural places there's not a lot to do to check them the yeah. teachers in those places in those locations so whatever problem i had as a teacher here in gongju it was way better than what i'd been through before yeah. so oh, i was like baby. so much better so and funny. we had two schools. They used the same books. It totally fine here. I don't even have. I'm relieved. I'm relieved that you had a chance, like for a redemption round. Same because if I had to continue in that, I was just like, I don't think I would have stayed in Korea. Right, right. And and obviously where I live now is closer to Seoul, and I made really wonderful friends. You guys make me feel so happy. Oh. I mean, I also haven't taught in a while, so I can rose-colored glasses exactly. right now. We're in like the rose, like if quarantine could have rose-colored glasses, this is this it, y'all. This, this is, is it. it. This is actually it. So, I mean, obviously it's not for everyone. Mm. And I think that if teaching isn't for you, like you're going to have to supplement something that makes you happy. Right, right. Because, and I, I'm really grateful that I have you guys around to be Ooh. able to be part of that for me. Because you know. same. Girl, same. Like, mm-hmm. especially, like, after quarantine started, I I know, like, a lot of, probably, like, primarily before, like, I became friends with the, y'all, like, the Americans here. I know. Like, eggs. <laughs> yeah, <my laughs> eggs. Egg like, my closest friends in the city are Koreans, and mm. they have their own lives, and sometimes it's really hard to, like, be able to, for, to find somebody who meets me on my level. So I was yeah. so lucky when quarantine started. I was like, me too. I got all these we American all been people. Apart. Yeah, honestly, truly. That would have made it so much worse. Indeed. So that's, oh, I'm so thankful. But what are your joys, the pros, the positives that have come out of your teaching experience here? 
That one is actually the easiest thing to answer. The kids. My students are honestly, because I'm like, being a teacher isn't the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it might just because you're good at something or it's like you can do it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. like it's just for you. But I enjoy those one on one times getting to know those students individually. And I feel really cool that I'm able to like impart something onto them. And honestly, it's not just the moments in the classroom because that's some, that's not always. <laughs> no, Ooh. the classroom can be messy. Right. But then, <laughs> And once class is over and you're eating lunch with your kids or you're having um, you're just meeting them in the hallways and they come up to you because the English room is for some reason in like in the in the boonies of the <laughs> school. So I'm like the kids coming up to me and them being curious about me. And I think that for me, in my experience, my kids were curious enough about me or liked me enough mm. to want to know English. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like an honor. And I work with like little kids all the time. It's not always great because sometimes I'm sure you guys know the memes where you see yeah. the kids and you're just like what are they doing get yep. out of here yep. that does still happen but I just I don't know like the kids that I have that are my students are my biggest pros because mm. it can be really hard and sometimes you're very very lonely and mm. isolated that would mm. be the con I guess yeah. it can be really isolating in your school you're the only English teacher there right. you don't always have someone to talk to all the time and the kids want to talk to you the kids want to talk to you and you can wander for like music right, or right. weird things and yeah. food and I don't know. It's, it's just really cool. And the students have been my favorite part about being a teacher. Oh, yeah. well, I, I feel like that could be said the same for me as well. I said the same thing earlier. Before you yeah, here. <laughs> I know. I mean, I see your wall of artwork that your yes. kids give you. The letters they'll give yes. you. My kids found out I love BTS. And so now they're just like, teacher, I got this for you when I was with my mom. I'm like, oh. It's so sweet. My heart. <laughs> yeah. For those, obviously, who can't see or have not been to my room, on the back of my door, is it covered with little notes and drawings that the students have given me over the years. Now, if they're still in the school, I'll post them on my desk. Mm-hmm. But after they leave the school, then I'll take them down, bring it to my home, put it up on the door. Yeah. So, but yeah, the kids, the, the kids. kids make it. The kids make it. It's cool. Thank you so cool. much for sharing your thoughts with me Thank today. You You're such a great interviewee. You'll probably be here every week. Well, hello there. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Shewa actually has a podcast of her own. This is true. It's currently it's on SoundCloud. Yes. Um, where? How can they find it? I only have it on. Oh my god, a plug. <laughs> um, it's only on SoundCloud now, and it's just called Shewa Abroad, and it's just about my experiences and funny stories and tidbits that I've experienced from living here. But I will be having a new one too with Alia and that one should be interesting. (laughs) Katie will be on it too. Yeah. So got a little like family of podcasts going on here. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. This is what we've been doing in quarantine. Right. Shout out to quarantine for making us productive. Yeah. (laughs) Getting our lives together. All right. Now before, because before we close out, because I don't think I I threw this in the actual main recording but if you do want to find me you can find me on my instagram handle at she got curls i still do not have a twitter somebody please convince me and yeah you really don't have a twitter me neither except for like the stan fan accounts they are me i'm not about that no we are not we are not the twitter twitter that there's a reason they call them twitter wars yeah so they're fun to look at but i don't know right right all right have a good day thank you Bye. bye
I know not all teachers have the same experience as I do or Ashewa does being foreigner teachers here in Korea, but I know we can all count these joys as part of it. And I bet you there are other joys that I've missed out on in this podcast that you would be able to share, which is nice. I mean, life is not without happy things, right? Well, I know one of the current joys some of us teachers have in this quarantine is the break from going to classes. Although I will say this online system has me thrown for a loop. It is very difficult to figure out. But while we are all here stuck in quarantine, I want to wish good luck to all of my fellow teachers out there. And I hope that you're able to find some joys in the current teaching situation. I know mine is the more typing and less talking aspect. It has become a definite plus to this time. There are difficult things that come with online teaching, but this is one of the good things in my experience. I know y'all are finding your own joys out there. Hang in there. Good luck. And we'll talk to you next time.